What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka Captain Jack Sparrow, Jackie Two Necklaces, Jackie O, and Trapper Eye Jacks if you know me like that. All right. Well, it has certainly been a week, hasn't it? So I'm taking this opportunity to circle back on one of my favorite topics from last year, unpopular opinions and problematic faves. We certainly saw a lot of opinions this week, and we saw quite a lot of people being problematic. So let's talk about it all. Without further ado, let's get into it. This week, Jack of All Trades takes on unpopular opinions and problematic faves, part two, 2022. So it's been a very explosive week. So I brought back some of my problematic faves to talk about more unpopular opinions. Um, No strangers to the show. So quickly, uh, welcome back, Chandra. Reggie and Trey, how are y'all doing this evening? (laughs) Doing good. Doing good, doing good. Glad to have y'all back. Uh, It's been quite a week, quite a week. And it hasn't even been that many days quite yet. It hasn't been that long. But um, we're going to talk about not just what happened this week, but just our general you know, take on unpopular opinions and problematic faves because it was definitely one of my favorites last year. And, you know, these things don't stop. Uh, Some of our favorites become more problematic by the day and there's always a new opinion out there. So before we get into the topic, let's do an icebreaker. So again, of course, we know crazy week. The Oscars went down on Sunday can't quite say I was tuned in at first. Uh, I got a lot of updates from Twitter as things were going on, but <laughs> but we know there was a bit of an overshadow. Uh, uh, a bit might be a little bit an, of an understatement, but there were a lot of really great things that happened at this year's Oscars. Um, it was actually super diverse and had a lot of firsts. So I'm going to run down eight things that happened at the Oscars this year that you might not know. So the first one is that uh, Queen of Basketball won Best Documentary Short Subject. The documentary is about Lucia Harris, or Lucy, um, as she was called. And she was the first woman to be officially drafted by an NBA team. And it was executive produced by Shaq and Steph Curry. Did y'all know about that? I didn't know about that. I didn't know about it actually until the Oscars, actually. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, Number two, Samuel L. Jackson. He won the Governor's Mm -hmm. Award for a Lifetime Achievement. So not quite an Oscar, but a part of, I guess, awards that were given out for the weekend because he got this award on Saturday night. Um, Denzel presented him with this award. Um, and talks about all of the charities and, you know, good things that he's been doing over the years uh, with his time. 
but he received this award after appearing in more than 150 films mm -hmm. grossing over 27 billion dollars worldwide Samuel Uncle Sam William with a B <laughs> right. with a B with a B okay so there was that. Um, also, Questlove won for documentary, um, best documentary, A Summer of Soul. And that was about the Harlem Music Festival. So it was very personal okay. to him. Super proud of that. Um, and then it was the 30th anniversary of White Man Can't Jump. And Wesley Snipes, Rosie Perez, and Woody Harrelson reunited. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. Um, I didn't even know that. You said 30 years? 30 years <laughs> since White Man Can't <laughs> Jump. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not even going to say how old I was. Right? Cognizant. I <laughs> really remember it. You're right. Um, also, um, ASL, or American Sign Language, was represented in a meaningful way for the first time um, with the movie mm. CODA winning Best Picture and Best Adapted mm -hmm. Screenplay. Uh, CODA stands for Children of Deaf Adults. Um, and Troy Katsur uh, won Best Supporting Actor. Um, and that was the first time that a deaf actor won an award. Okay. Um, um, and also, uh, Will Packer, uh, a well-known director and FAMU alum, he was the first African-American male to produce the Oscars. And all right. Okay. Um, performances, music. So Beyonce was there um, and she performed in Compton um, her song from the King Richard soundtrack. Um, alive. Feels so good to be alive. Um, and you know, her looks and everything about her set were kind of paying homage to Venus and Serena. They used that iconic tennis ball, lime green, um, as for their costumes, the girls had beads and braids in their hair. So very intentional performance. It was really good. Beyonce looked great. And Megan Thee Stallion also performed. She was the first mm -hmm. female rapper to perform on the Oscar stage. She was part wow. of a special rendition of We Don't Talk About Bruno. We got to come back to these. Because <laughs> them people are mad. Really? Right. I was going to clap it up for Meg. And of course, last but not least... Will Smith won Best Actor for King Richard. So King Richard, yep. After a long shout out to him for that. Yes, after a long career, he actually got that big Oscar win. So a lot happened that we did not really get a chance to digest and discuss, yeah. you know, in a meaningful way, like in a in a digest, right? Um a lot of these things I know I saw called out in separate tweets and posts and stuff, but yeah, it was cool, right? Thank we, you for doing that. Yeah, thank right? you for putting that together because it was really it was a lot, but you just <laughs> ran it down like let's go, black people who plan, right? 
and just overall diversity and when you look at diversity yeah who won like i thought it was really cool to see that shaq and steph curry were a part of a documentary you know they're on a very short list of nba players who have won oscars Mm -hmm. it's them kobe katie and mike conley so you know it's just like damn there was a lot of really cool shit that happened so Mm-hmm. We know there were there was an overshadow, but significant <laughs> overshadow. Yeah, but always an overshadow. Niggas <laughs> always got to do some now, right? So, yeah. so yeah. So I guess before we get into the questions, which I would hope we kind of just interweave, you know, the elephant in the room throughout them. Uh-huh. But is there anything that y'all would like to get off your chest about? Slapgate. Slapgate, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it called that, so I just went with it. <laughs> I don't know. It's so many, it's so many angles you can look at it from, but I mean, I've th- I've I've debated about it like by myself for a few days mm-hmm. now. And I mean, I'm not married, so I I definitely can't give that point of view. I understand that point of view, but uh, I actually don't think it was that big of a deal. The only thing that I think that just made it just so, so shock worthy was that it just got that it got physical. I think that's the only thing that has people up in arms. Um, yeah, I think you know everybody's making up these like deep backstories, like <laughs> oh they have things going on or. Oh, he should have known about her, you know, her, her recent, um, you know, uh, events that she said about her, you know, her hair condition and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I just think the whole part about it getting physical is what made it just go left. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the whole part of it. Now, so. I can debate from other angles as well. You know, I'm, you know, I've been in love before. I'm currently in a relationship. So, I mean, I know how it feels to have to like want to defend somebody that you love i've never been to that point not that point right there you know the, the type of event that they were at i don't know i've never been in a type of situation um i can't judge them for it i think it just got kind of got crazy when it got physical true i have yeah, some more totally to too but I, I want i want to hear you guys you know point of views as well well my take on it, I just want to give a big shout out to Chris Rock uh, for just handling that professionally. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we can say, yeah, it's obvious that Will did too much. But Chris is just that dude that just came in there and that was doing his job at the end of the day. We got we got to just be real about it. Like he a dude, he was hosting the Oscars. He take he make jokes. Unfortunately, in this case, he made a joke that, you know, rubbed a little feathers that, uh, that rub feathers that I'm pretty sure that he probably wasn't, you know, considering at that moment. Uh, but in the same sense, I feel like he did his job well. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it could have turned into just a shit show, mm-hmm. like completely after uh, after Will walked on there, just on some like on a prideful type sense, you know, like a type type of way right there. So they could have been really tussling. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could have been really tussling uh, to that mm-hmm. point. So. I just think that uh, at the end of the day, love Chris Rock, hate Chris Rock for his material, whatever you think of him. 
but he took the higher route. I know in this day and age, we don't give credit for people for taking the higher route, but he took the higher route in that situation. And let's just be real about it. Like, from what I know, he wasn't like digging in on Jada all night. So it wasn't like he was just making her, you know, the centerpiece and the butt of his jokes all night. He was literally just doing his job. So, you know, shout out to Chris Rock, man. Uh, and I hope that, uh, you know, he can kind of continue his career and, you know, do his thing. Because, you know, that's a tarnish, man. You know, that's like a, that's a tarnish. I'm pretty sure he's been doing stand-up his whole life and no one has ever walked on his stage and did that to him. So, you know, just shout out to him for just maintaining his professionalism and uh, and actually hosting a great show. You know what I'm saying? That's something that we try to act like. Like I say, people want to have their opinions. I like this comedian versus that comedian. But let's be real. He, he did oh. his job. He did He did his job. He had his business. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Chris Rock on mine. He was actually presenting the award for um, the best, the one that Quest Soul won, right? Quest Love won. That's what he was presenting at the time. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I think so because yeah, I think that was the the award that was immediately following it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. But was he not the host of the event of the show? No, mm -hmm. there were um, there was uh, there was Regina Hall. Um, Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer hosted oh, the wow. Oscars. Mm -hmm. And you see how overshadowing the bad right. man is. We don't even really, nobody really even knows who they host was. Cause I thought Chris Rock was hosting the whole thing. So <laughs> they got me beat on that. Right. Well, we know we didn't watch it. <laughs> watch it you right. know, in situations like that, you only got to watch enough for those shows. Right. Highlight, you gotta watch yeah. the highlight. <laughs> it's like watch Sports Center about it. Right, <laughs> exactly. Chandra, what about you? What are your thoughts? I um think that Will has been going off the ledge recently. Every time I've seen him in any kind of media that he's been doing, he looks like he's about to cry. Like every single time, I'm not making fun of it. But his, you could tell his emotions were on the brink. And they have been for some time. I don't know if it has to, I don't know if I can trace it back to the beginning of like the Red Table Talk. Or if it's been something that triggered afterwards. But, you know, usually I'm used to Will being, I know he's like an emotional guy, but still being like too ten toes down with his emotions you know lately he's been like on the brink so and then it, it makes it even worse because he and Jada were like centered in the front it, it they, the way that they were seated right for him to be have access to the stage <laughs> like that you know what I'm saying like they were seated right there and it wasn't that serious what he said it wasn't that serious. And I think it was probably more that had to do with something that they had going on personally, that they had a resolve for him, for them, because both of them were just like, when they, when you looked at them, them face smiles, it don't matter when you do them, they still fake. You know, they just been trying to exist in this world and both of them, on the brink and anytime anybody say something they going off on everybody around them that's how i think that's with that that's what we were going through 
it's unfortunate that they have to be on a public stage in there, you know, with that with their situation. Because I'd be like, you know what? Either you take these cameras away, or we not gonna do this. Because relationships are hard. Shit. But Will has maintained a professional stance like throughout his career. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess on the unfortunate side, this is something that I guess none of us. This is something that none of us relate to. You know, his whole family has been in the spotlight. You know, for a long time. You know, his Mm -hmm. kids are super popular. You know, mm-hmm. uh, his kids are super popular who have their own, you know, way of doing things, which I'm pretty sure he gets a lot of heck from. And, you know, yep. Jada's situation uh, last year, you know, he got a lot of heck from. But like in that situation, mm-hmm. though, in that situation right there, though, man, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, man, we punishing Chris Rock for a great ass joke. It was a really good joke. Like it was a good joke, barring if you don't know her medical condition and it's not like a dig on her. But this is like my story, and I know we've been kind of talking about this, but my thing when I think about it, it's like, dude, like, this shit was an awesome joke. It made everybody laugh. Like, being, even the reference to G.I. Jane isn't right. a bad I, reference. It, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, it's not a bad reference. Like, that was a really, like, I don't know if people mm-hmm. saw that movie. That was a really freaking good movie. And when she cut her right. hair, it was like, oh shit, Demi. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was like, was new person. like yeah, when Demi cut her hair, exactly. it was like the woman Rocky movie. It was like, oh yeah. shit, like Demi done cut her hair. She badass, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she was, and at that time, you know, all those years back, Demi was a really nice looking woman. Demi's always been a nice looking woman. Right. So it was like, wait, like Demi was the shit for that. Yes, you know why are you offended for being called Jane? Think about Jada. Jada, your hair is low. You're wearing a awesome green dress. You look yeah. good. You look Jada awesome. But that's the thing, you know. He he didn't say she looked good. He he like he like. I ain't gonna lie. First, we gotta remember, like Black Hollywood is small. Me. This wasn't just a random comedian joking a, a random celebrity. This was like, Chris Rock talking about will smith's wife like you know what i'm saying like you know how small that that community is in black hollywood i think they had history and i think as soon as they figured out the joke was on them they was just like damn that's why we don't fuck with that nigga and then next thing you know jada just gave will to look like go time like this is <laughs> this this is sad. it this is the moment that we talked about like next time this nigga's trials like it's go time. <laughs> it's because time. I don't think because you know like everybody's tweeting like oh my gosh I was so traumatized <laughs> by the events that happened at the award show that I just attended meanwhile all the pictures I saw Jada and Will was having a good old time post slap mm-hmm. right but Jada enjoyed herself post slap mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I just I'm not, I don't want to blame it. I don't think it had to do any, with any of their other, you know, things that they have going on in the tabloids. I think this was just a moment in time that happened where a married couple got offended on some shit and they took, they, they joined forces and just attacked their, their oppressor. I mean, their aggressor. Yeah. I mean, they in, ops. in that point, <laughs> they, ops. they ops. They went after they ops. <laughs> Not to mention, like, come, it's like, come on, like, you keep saying it was a good joke, like, bro, he made a GI Jane joke in like twenty twenty two. I don't know, com- comedy, comedy's like 
evolved and it's like who still picks on bald women joke like who was who makes bald woman jokes when the person is not choosing i don't know I, the joke wasn't that good. Right. I don't I think don't it was know. a it dig. Was, I, I mean, I, honestly, my thing is that I don't think it was a dig because it's like, yeah. it's just like, put and the pictures the together. You know what I'm saying? It's put the, the pictures Oscar. together. You talk about Are movies, we mad at Chris like, Rock because he made a reference to a movie before the meme came out the next day? Like, are we really doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, before the meme came out the next day, we mad at Chris Rock because the meme was probably going to come out because somebody was sitting at home with, with the Demi picture ready to put it next to Holly. Like, let's be real. Like, the meme would have came out the next day. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, Jada, excuse me. Jada, the the meme would have came out the next day, Trey. You know that meme would have came out. It's a meme for everything. Look, we think LeBron James' daddy is that dude. (laughs) Like, like, come on. Like, that one dude, what's his name? I forget his name, man. The dude that looked like LeBron James. Look like like an older version of LeBron, the movie star. Um... I know y'all not Ooh, talking star. about Delroy. Delroy, Delroy, that's Del what I'm talking Del about. Delroy Lindo look like LeBron. No. Like, oh every, nah, if Delroy Lindo had a kid, his kids should look like LeBron. Let's, let's be real. I never thought about that. Delroy Lindo's child is LeBron. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, if this nigga had a baby, his baby would look like LeBron. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, let me throw my two cents in. So, I think that y'all have all overall made some some valid points. Like, points were made. Um, I feel like I've been able to look at this from a lot of different points of view. Um, I think, for me, now that it's been a few days, and it's not just funny, because, quite frankly, for me, it was just funny. I love mess, Okay. So when I realized like, oh, this is real. Oh, shit. I love mess. What's happening? But as the days have gone on, you know, I think it's really about I I can, like you said, Trey, I can appreciate you wanting to defend your significant other. And I can even understand y'all kind of, you know, joining forces to be like, man, like, you know, we're, we're sick of this op. But I really do think there's also time and place, you know, because everybody was really confident that Will was going to win. And how much sweeter could the dig back have been if he just would have put it into his, you know, acceptance speech versus creating a really chaotic moment, you know, that took again, took away from all this shit that we talked about earlier. Um, So I don't I mean. From what I understand, back in 2016, uh, the Smiths boycotted the Oscars and Chris Chris Rock made a joke back then, you know, about, oh, well, Jada's boycotting, but essentially making it seem like, you know, what does that matter, right? Like, nobody's missing you. Um, So I don't know how much deeper it might have gone since then. I don't know if that has caused like an, a- an active and ongoing beef of some sort. But I think that even if you kind of felt away, you know, about the joke and you just not feeling this dude in general now, there's a way to get back at him or to, um, you know, just let him know that you're not feeling him without getting aggressive. Um, What I will say, though, is (laughs) 
I, I really hate these dog whistle ass white people. Okay, let's be real. Let me call it out. Who can't wait for a black man to do something wrong and then talk about how, you know, he has ruined himself in their eyes as if their approval, you know, is what allows him to live and breathe every day. I agree. Um, so I think that's where I'm like, you know what? I will damn near die on the hill of not taking it seriously if it means that I'm not agreeing with you making it seem like it was the worst thing that could have happened because there's a lot of shit that has happened over the years Oscars related Mm -hmm. or not um, this whole idea of violence is never the answer I know we not talking about that in a country that's Mm -hmm. only not been at war for six months (laughs) out of the past (laughs) 50 years I know we not talking about probably what about that insurrection? Uh, thank you. Thank you. I know we're not talking about violence is not the answer when <laughs> January 6th happened last year and y'all still ain't locked all them people up. And they still ain't over it either. Like, I mean, they still ain't, they still ain't getting, they ain't still ain't finished prosecuting people. They still ain't finished doing none of the shit. Nothing. They still interview about that shit. Right. Right now. When y'all could have, but violence is not the answer. I know we're not talking about violence isn't the answer, but we keep, funding our military and our police not in ways that are community oriented but literally giving mm-hmm. them new weapons you know so yeah, don't real. tell me yeah violence is not the answer i'm like don't don't do that because on that i'm just gonna be like okay well if that's the case i'm you just gonna make me have to ride a wheel on that one because a slap in this society that's not gonna move me to be like oh i'm gonna clutch my pearls but what i will say is yeah i do think time and place is something that we all need to consider i think that it's fair to want to defend a loved one but you should absolutely want to maintain your integrity um regardless because that you can always get your lick back right because like we like i said like we saw he won he probably knew he was gonna win So it probably would have been better for you to say something in your acceptance speech and be like, yeah, Chris Rock, meet me in a parking lot talking about my wife. And people could have took from that what they wanted to, but they couldn't, you know, say anything more about you because they didn't literally see you being violent, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think in terms of it being a joke, I mean, eh, it was a Chris Rock joke. I'll say that. I won't say it yeah, was it a was. great joke, but it was very on brand for Chris Rock. Um, and there's just been so many different ways that it has spiraled down so many different roads. Um, but yeah, it's a problem. But right. And I think yeah. that's the more annoying thing more than anything. Like if we're being real, you know, so um, yeah, I think it could have been handled differently. I think Will could have done things differently, but I don't think that it's cool to try to take away from like Will Packer and make it seem like it was his fault. Um, I do think it's a shame that it overshadowed all these other great things. That's the problem, right? You go down a certain path and there's people, I won't just say all white people, but there's a lot of people that have grasped at all different types of straws as a result of this one moment. And again, it has overshadowed so much and that's where Mm -hmm. time and place is just such a big thing. Like, you can get your lick back. You cannot like what he said. You can hate him in general, you know, as a part of Black Hollywood, and you can be beefed out. But 
that just wasn't the best moment to do it because now we see, you know, what the ramifications are. So, or maybe lack thereof, I don't know. But all right, I mean, we don't have to go completely away from this topic, but let's get into a couple of other questions. So, um, let's start with an unpopular opinion. So what are your unpopular opinions about this now post COVID world? Like, I feel like this has been a term that's been used for a while now, but things are really opening up again. Uh, people are returning to the office travel is back on you know this summer people are out no matter what it seems at this point so what are some unpopular opinions that you guys have either gained during uh the pandemic or that you have about what the post-covid world will look like my unpopular opinion is well this is probably like the tail i mean like the middle of the pandemic to now but um i hate club brunches <laughs> i just i i hate yeah. where the idea of brunch has gone <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm all for a good time but like the culture of the brunch has just <sighs> i don't know man i mean you don't want to eat macaroni brunch. and cheese with two pieces of lobster in it with somebody shaking ass in your face don't get you don't like a little twerk twerk at the, hey, at the brunch. Let me whisper this. I love shaking ass. I I love that. But I just <laughs> certain worlds are not supposed to be mixed. I just you know. So you try I, to tell I, me I feel, you don't get no wings when you go to Man City? No, I get no wings. No pay. <laughs> but no, no, check this out. Okay, My this is this scenario. Too. This is a scenario. So <laughs> like now the club brunches are filled with like people who stay in all week, cooped up, only to like release the beast on sunday and getting like wasted at a place it's like where me you know i don't already have a you know a nice hectic weekend i'm just rolling in the brush to like you know get my mind right like, for monday mm -hmm. you know I, I got sunglasses and advil because you know last night was mad I don't want to go in there and like have him listen to bat that ass up three times because you like paid the DJ. Matter of fact, I don't want there to be a DJ. <laughs> My ears. <laughs> still, like... Yeah, so no I just, DJ, bro. Yeah, I, I mean just, a light playlist. I just want. Yeah, now don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. If it's I a like if it's a, like, a classic weekend, you know, special event. But no, there's club brunch every weekend now. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah, you're right. You can't even go to your favorite restaurant. They they already stopping you at the door, like, hey, you know, covers twenty for brunch. Yeah, no. like, Damn, I, I just I just came to get some waffles and that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my unpopular opinion. Valid. Yeah. That was actually a good one, Trey. I can't even it lie. was. <laughs> even though I didn't agree with you at first when you first said it, but then as you explained it more, I was like, you know what, nigga, you right. Make brunch chill again, man. Make brunch chill again. <laughs> you just want to eat. <laughs> well, my unpopular opinion isn't necessarily brunch. Um, being somebody that travels a lot, I think my unpopular opinion is the 
is the new travelers entering the airlines now, dog. Like the the people who who probably only travel for the first time on those twenty five dollar flights, and now they think they fucking jet setters. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now it's like they think that they, you know, they think that 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 twenty seven dollar flight equates into they like first a first class. class ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like. We understand you going to Vegas, great. You know what I'm saying, but you in coach with us. You know what I'm saying, like, and 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 I hate it just because like these cheap flights and the ability to travel, which is kind of going away now because it's actually becoming like you know if you mm-hmm. buy if you're currently purchasing and planning travel, it's a little bit more expensive because everything is going back and you know countries at war, uh, well they're they're at war overseas. But in the same sense though, like oh my god, like I literally was like and i traveled through COVID a little bit just you know going back to the east coast finishing my move but it was like man i hated to travel because it was just like just just the airlines the travel network was just no longer chill anymore and we were in the pandemic so it was like mm-hmm. dude like just because you're not understanding the pandemic at home let's not bring that into a fucking you know what i'm saying 30 mm-hmm. by 10 vessel well, I got to sit by you and, you know what I'm saying, endure your foolishness because you ain't never been nowhere and you don't want to, you don't want to, and you don't want to adhere to some mask mandates because you don't wear a mask at home. Like, nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, mm-hmm. let's travel easy again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to be like, let's just make it like, okay, I'm not saying that, I think everybody should travel for sure. Everybody should get out of where they from, but like, y'all, Let's just let's just let's just bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it the right way. And I think that the COVID travelers, um, I hate the COVID travelers, honestly. Um, the COVID travelers, because the, the COVID travelers are the newly announced travelers. Fucking, I'm hate. I don't like y'all. <laughs> like, let's go. I hope they grow up and things are better sooner than later. <laughs> so elitist. Catch flights, not feelings. <laughs> That's what it is. Catch flights, not feelings. That's what we at. Oh my gosh. That is my not what shit. that quote is. But yes, go ahead, Chandra. <laughs> my shit is people thinking that it's okay to talk in my face now. Mm. Like, no, bitch. It's still COVID. Even if it wasn't COVID, I still don't want you talking in my face like that. Like, why you got to be so close? <laughs> if you want to be close, stand to the side, face forward, and then speak. You do not have to talk in my face. Like, please don't get in my face. Period. This is the song. Yeah. There was a lady too close to me the other the other day. And then she even pointed to my food real close. Like, oh, I've never tried that. And I mean, I had to pull that Ooh. little tray in close. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> like we in a post-COVID world. I see these people back in your face, back just too close. Too close, please. You don't got to be that close to me, for real. Yeah. So my unpopular opinion about the post-COVID world. um, So have any of you all watched the show Station Eleven on HBO Max? It was. No, I haven't. I've seen that. Yeah, I only learned about it uh, through a coworker, and it was basically it's a series. um, There was only like one season, and it was. I liked it. It was pretty well put together, um, one and done type programming. But um, I think it started during the pandemic. They started recording it. 
And okay. it was essentially like they had um, a mega flu, you know, that went through the world or the population and it, there was no like incubation time. So you couldn't like quarantine and figure out like if you had it or not, it was pretty much just airborne and people were catching it and dying. So there were small collectives of people that made it, you know, whether they were locked inside of an apartment building or locked inside of an airport and nobody came through with the virus. Um, and once everybody else had perished, you know, and it was kind of like everybody that was left that didn't have it. Um, there was a kid that was a part of, you know, the, the group that was in an airport and he took on this mentality of like, there's no before. And to me, that just kind of rang true to me. I'm like, people are so pressed to go back to something. And I'm like, there is no Uh before, Uh like this is the reset moment. If you ever thought there was a moment where you could move forward doing something different with your life or Uh just understanding things differently, moving differently, like this is it because you know, I mean, you hear it a lot with work folks, you know, it's like, we want, we got to get back to this, you know? <laughs> and it's like, there uh-huh. is no, it's nothing to get back to. You got to figure out how you're doing something new going forward. Uh-huh. Cause there is no before. So, and I know there are a lot of people that don't think that, but that's how I think. So I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm just chartering new territory because I'm not trying to go back, you know, to anything specific. Yeah. So those are, yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about, um, an overhyped show or experience, uh, that has come about during the pandemic might be your unpopular opinion. Uh, what's been an overhyped show or, um, I mean, experience, I, something that comes to mind, I don't think was overhyped, but you know, something like a versus, right. Just something that was maybe new or, kind of took center stage during the pandemic uh, that you're like, uh, not really all that. And I can start for me. It was these, you know, I never really saw it for power. And now they got all these new, like Bible chapters. I'm like, what the, <laughs> do y'all really need that? It sounds like some BS to me, but y'all can They're have so it. good though. They're so good. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it for them. So maybe that's just me. Um, you actually brought up mine. I mean, uh, of course, you know, Versus was birthed out of the pandemic, but uh, I thought it was a genius show. I just think over time, it's just developed into something that it is. I just feel now is just overhyped now and overdeveloped. It was much better at its when it's like at it in its raw form. But yeah. I mean, I guess that's with anything creative. You know, once it gets mass produced it you know just gets a little diluted but yeah versus was kind of on point yeah Yeah. definitely overhyped now but don't get me wrong if my art is on there i'm gonna watch right yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm gonna watch but i agree though i think diluted is a good word for it because as soon as it what is it got sold or kind of um yeah, I think they sold a majority stake to the the, the to, people they they stream on to now. Triller, 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 Triller. Yeah. Yeah. Once it got absorbed, so, I guess by Triller, it was like. Mm. Yeah. Now every time you see it is 
all this ad placement. Yeah. You got to make sure the Ciroc bottle is turned around. Right. <laughs> Versus brought Come to you by like, Doritos. Like, Come on. Yeah. So for me, I think uh, my unpopular opinion is a show, well, a series. Um, and it was a series a lot of people liked, and it was Squid Game. Uh, oh. I think that, uh, I'm sorry to let you know, guys. Uh, I didn't really think it was all that. Uh, <laughs> did you was, watch it? Yeah, I did watch it. I watched it all to the end. Uh, you know, I mean, it felt okay to watch, but I feel like I was only doing it because it was popular. But it just really wasn't like all that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, okay, well, it's cool. You know, like it's, it's you know, it's like, you know, like the, the Asian situation, you know, it's cool. I guess it got like a cool little thing, but it wasn't like, you know, like drop everything. Let me watch Squid Games and get, get through it all just to have an opinion in the end. I remember when I saw it in the end, uh, don't get me wrong, Barn, it was passed after a lot of people had to watch it all the way through. I didn't really, I was like, well, I'm glad this is over. Like, it's okay, great. Like, it, but it wasn't like all that of a show to me. Like, I can't even lie to y'all. Like, I, I, I wasn't with it. It wasn't all that. Like, mm-hmm. it probably took me a month and a, it took me a month and a half to finish. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, Reggie, you always got the, you, you know how to have an unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of like, oh, uh, like, it was just like, uh, like okay, like, split games, like, cool. <laughs> yeah, man, I had so many favorite parts in that movie. <laughs> I was thinking about that it yesterday. Well, the series, yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched it. I never watched, I never watched the shit people, everybody watched. Then if I think about it, I go back someday and watch it, but I, I never watched the shit everybody watched. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's all you have, Chandra? Yes, but I do watch reality TV, Survivor's on right now, you know, stuff like that. But Survivor? They're like season I watch 50. Them. Yeah, it's like season 42, actually. Like, like Survivor? <laughs> okay. Oh, she is staying. <laughs> I've really been watching Survivor since I was in what middle school, at least. I mean, you probably watched Big Brother too, huh? Uh, hey, hold on, I watched Big Brother. I watched Big Brother, <laughs> mm. and I watched Celebrity oh. Big Brother. Whew. Bye. Mm. <laughs> Those are definitely programs I don't know. Yeah, you, know you know what? I'm about to start start me up a weekly review on my shows since y'all are dogging. Yeah. Right. I ain't watched that since '97. Right. I don't know anything about them. But okay. Um, so staying with the programming with the shows. So do you all have a favorite problematic character from a TV show from from any points, you know, in our lives, not just these COVID times? Oh, I let me find out. Any point in life, okay? Because I had wrote down a couple. Go oh, for let's, let, start let's, see with Harry. let's start with Harry from Love After Lockup. <laughs> so I we can't blame Harry. He's a kid. He like he said, <laughs> Harry said, I went in as a boy and I came out I went in as a young boy and I came out 
pause because that's it. He came out as another young nigga, like still saying. So <laughs> we can't blame him. And then Marceau on Love and Marriage <laughs> yeah. is my other problematic fave. Um, I love Marceau because he is who he is. You know who he is. I, um, sorry, Tisha, but he got some side bitches. All the niggas are yeah but, you know they are who they are and it's like i feel like they're wise married them saying as long as they take care of business except for um what's my what's my girl she can't go on there right now but except for the new wife everybody <laughs> else is like as long as i take care of business keep that out of my face keep moving and that's how they were living <laughs> So Marceau and Tisha, now Tisha on TV, and she want to ask these questions because her mama, Miss <laughs> Wanda, need my own damn business. Now, Miss Wanda is uh, my um problematic, unfavorite. <laughs> okay, I can't stand her. And uh, the principal at Abbey Elementary. <laughs> oh, her. yeah, she's one of my favorites, <laughs> too. <laughs> she bad, too. Oh, man. Okay. She knows she got it going on. Right. She got a little twist. <laughs> so I have to go back very briefly. Won't exhaust it, but Love and Marriage Huntsville, that is my shit. And it is just how I expect some bougie ass yeah. Alabama people to act. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like Wait a is there a love after universe? Because y'all keep saying different cities. How many shows are there? So oh, no, so two different shows. Two different shows. Love after lockup was the first show she mentioned. Love and Marriage Huntsville is a different program that started off really nice it was about successful people in huntsville that all have like builder's license real estate commercial real estate involvement yeah so they had a business together they were trying to create a community that was the basis of it they were trying to create a community and rebuild north huntsville but then one of the husbands was cheating hardcore to the point where he, he got was his... cheating before they even got on a damn show. Right. And then kept cheating and then got his side chick pregnant. Like while oh, they shoot. were filming the show. And oh, no, wow. so him and his friends, like they all have a very similar mentality. Very. We'll just say they're Showing very. The yeah. They're show... <laughs> I was going to say traditional conservative, like, yeah. but um yeah <laughs> really chauvinist. Chau- chauvinistic and misogynistic is really what they are but but it's like you can't turn away because they still do it regardless they still do it in some of the classiest ways i guess you know you can do it like they're not on tv tussling you know they're not slapping each other mm-hmm. but um but it's still mess and they still are very <laughs> problematic in the way that they move so sorry but yes Let's let's continue on. Other other characters, cast members. <laughs> All right. Well, my problematic faves are well. For one, I got to bring it back to power because I do watch Power. And it's like I love hate, but I got to say this: Dang, it's Tariq. You go. It's Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my dog Tariq can't get right, man. Like, oh no. my god, man. Tariq yeah, can't get right, man. Tariq just can't get right, man. So. You know, shout out to Tariq, but he's like one of my problematic faves. My second one is from probably like my number one show is uh, from Snowfall. And it's Uncle Jerome. Though. 
Uh, because uh, uh, Uncle Jerome about to be a problem. I already know because he Uncle Jerome right emotional now. though. That's the thing about Uncle Jerome. He he emotional though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He loves like, his woman. Yeah. And he loves Especially his since his, his girl got shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he oh, Uncle Jerome. Time. He moving. He moving solely through like you can tell the emotion that he done brought like through last season when he beat up Franklin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like this season, and now it's like, bro, like. Uncle Jerome, I think that like I'm worried about him. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, I'm worried about Uncle yeah. Jerome, dog. I'm worried about him in the show because I feel like, you know, like he gonna be, you know, even though he the muscle, like you gotta watch out for Shout out yeah. to Uncle Jerome. Shout out to my dog. But those are my two. <laughs> those are some good that that was that was a good two. I was, was actually gonna choose one. power. But since you so you since you went to power, I have a different character. I actually uh like uh james hank patrick you know i i watched the original power recently mm-hmm. and okay. if you re-watched the original power boy james hank patrick he was that boy was a liar a cheat <laughs> but boy, yeah. he had some of the best quotes yeah in, like <laughs> fuck boy history and they were You're just right. they were just yeah i don't want to call them mantras because i don't you know i don't necessarily believe in them but they were definitely funny and i remember when social media used to eat it up when mm-hmm. like power would debut you know every saturday but i'm gonna choose another character um my problematic character and i don't even think she's problematic but there was one particular episode where she was very problematic and my character is rue from euphoria Ooh, good one that's a good yeah. one. shoot now yeah. see <laughs> yeah like, you know I, yeah, I actually like Shout out to know, Ash. Shout out to my nigga Ash. Yeah, like I admire her for like telling her story from her point of view, but that, you know, if you watch Euphoria, you know though that one episode when she was just setting shit off. Mm-hmm. Like just going from like house to house and just like leaving carnage whenever wherever she was going. Yes. Like ending up at the plug career. But mm-hmm. uh that was one of my favorite episodes. But yeah. Yeah. I would say Rue. Yes. Good, good season of that. Like, she, she makes self-destruction so sexy. Not sexy in like a lustful way, but you know what I mean? Like it was so... like a Virginia Slim commercial. Like you know they're right. an answer, but they're so, you know, elegant. <laughs> it was right. very artistic. Like Yeah. Artistic destruction. Yeah. So Rue was definitely gonna be one of my two. Like she everything you just said she absolutely moved through the entire season just leaving some mess everywhere she went causing chaos and negativity um but you still of course rooted for her yeah and um you know you want her to do well you want her to be okay uh but then you know i had a throwback to i feel like is one of the og problematic faves and that's martin martin was a terror martin was giving everybody a hard time he was making fun of you for anything right Right. if there was i mean don't be too tall too short too fat too skinny too light too dark bdb like anything you could think of (laughs) he was on your ass and when he was Shanae, oh my god! Right, I mean, even at Shanae, she was problematic and mean and rude. 
Um, you know, even when you think about his relationship with Gina, like he always <laughs> was a fuckboy in how he approached their relationship. Like, are you happy now, yeah. Gina? Damn, like <laughs> terrible Damn, proposals, Gina. you know? So, but of course, <laughs> you know, you couldn't turn away. So I love Martin. I feel like we all know Martin would not fly today. So I appreciate Martin for right. the uh, the laughs that I got in the 90s because <laughs> it wouldn't go down mm-hmm. in this day and age. But um, nah, definitely not. Yeah. But shout out to all of the uh, favorite uh, problematic characters on our program. So. So let's talk about the comedians out there uh so most comedians a lot of comedians make jokes that are rooted in people's shortcomings or their appearance or maybe unaccepted differences or dark moments in life so who's your favorite comedian that has the most problematic shit to say um, oh i got a couple of them well you My, know what who's gonna go, ahead. go for it go for it trey all right. Well, my, yeah, I'm gonna keep mine short because he's actually not my favorite comedian, but he is my favorite comedian that says problematic shit. Because uh-huh. my favorite comedians, I don't even think they say problematic shit. They actually just make me laugh on some genuine stuff. You know, they don't have to uh-huh. give me shock value to make me laugh. But uh-huh. my person I'm picking who says problematic stuff is a uh, little Duval. <sighs> Like, I feel like his entire comedy persona is just centered around just saying problematic shit. And what makes it funny to me, or I guess digestible, is that he sometimes, I really think he believes the problematic stuff that he says. (laughs) I don't think he's trying to be funny. He just throws it out there and lets the masses eat it up. That's what makes it worse to me. Mm -hmm. He knows his audience. He, he knows his audience. He is he has a punch down audience that is laughing at him. And, you know, I think that he just does it because he's 5'4 and he's had to struggle all his life. But I digress. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> I try to go to his Instagram. He's, he, he's actually kicked off Instagram. I was like, I can't even find him. Yeah, because he's oh, an asshole. Man. Yeah, he's kicked off. Yeah, yeah off. I was yeah, like, that's I haven't even heard from him in a while. Yeah, he's definitely on like Instagram gone. But uh, I think that my problematic, uh, I mean, not my my comedian of that, and he's not even my favorite comedian, uh, is Dave Chappelle. And that is just because uh, it's funny that Dave Chappelle, you know, of course, all his shows in LA are on one side of town, and don't none of them people over there fuck with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it's, uh, you know, it's funny, but, you know, I think that Dave Chappelle makes some good points. Uh, I'm not really a lover of his shows, but I do think that, like, he, he gives the problems where I like to get the problems. So I fuck with Dave uh, on that note, for sure. I love Dave Chappelle. My problem, okay, Dave Chappelle was one of my aunt, but my other one is Beyond Fly. <laughs> you think he's safe. problematic? Girl, do you be hearing what he be saying? <laughs> you listen to what he's saying. <laughs> it's like, no, DC, I don't think you can say that in 2000. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't say that. They hear you be like, fuck that. This is our shit. <laughs> hey, that's funny. What does he say? Give me an example. 
Girl, first of all, they talk about ass so much that it's bound for something to come off wrong. And DC will say anything. You know, he'll say some shit about a trans woman and it's like inappropriate. Like DC, you can't DC, you can't say uh, that. And he'd be like, he he be like, fuck that. This our shit. We don't have to it ain't no rules over here. I never noticed that. I was, you know what I was thinking, because you know, sometimes they have like a uh, a short list of like really big titty women that come on to 85 South Show. Yeah. And they used to say they were going to do all the titties from A to Z. They're going to have a woman in there with all the titties. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is. And I feel like every time they do it, he always be right there next to them on that couch, just staring yeah. at the booth. He always sit next to the titties. He always sit next to <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. I never thought about him as being a problematic one, but um I think Dave Chappelle is on my list for sure. Um you know, I struggle because I've always felt like he was a smart comedian, you know, like he would mm-hmm. help you yeah, think about things that are happening and find the joke in it. Um but I think like we may have talked about earlier. I do think comedy is evolving and I do believe mm-hmm. if you get to a point where you're spending too much time punching down on any specific community after a while, something like that can get pretty tired, you know? Cause I think for me, even with y'all mentioning a little Duval, I got sick of him punching down on black women, you know, making it seem like, Oh, every black woman is a ghetto girl. And that was pretty early on. So, you know, I have him blocked on most social media platforms. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, you know, I think with Dave, it's like, okay, we're kind of entering an era where, yes, what may have been funny before you could go viral on Twitter, it's kind of, you know, not working in the same way. And I I do believe he's smart enough to find a different angle. So, you know, my hope would just be that, he doesn't keep deciding to die on a hill just because he feels like he's not wrong, but instead can show, you know, how intelligent he is as a person and a comedian and just find a different way to be funny. Like, you know, you don't have to keep proving stuff to people or trying to spin the same angle or spin a different angle on the same subject to try to get people laugh about something they already have decided wasn't funny. So... I think there's that, and I don't feel like he's super problematic, but, you know, I love Mike Epps, but his comedy definitely leans very heavily on, like, old dope fiends and fat bitches, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, okay, like, like, let's move forward, or, like, you know, people with, like, um, learning disabilities, or that are, like, differently abled, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, because we see you, you know, being the 50-year-old man with the 38-year-old wife, you know, and out here acting like he's still a young player. So it, it also kind of just like um, an antiquated, you know, set of jokes. Like, okay, how are we going to be funny in this new millennium? Like, in the new decade? Like, let's press forward. But but them jokes still go, that, so. Right. With that yeah, the jokes still go. One more play. <laughs> problematic fame and that's Richard Pryor because uh, yeah did we say he's the same way yeah Richard Pryor most of these people who we talking about 
they have a lot they they listen to a lot of Richard Pryor. Yeah. They, you know, they don't yeah, he come from them, yeah. But they're heavily Richard Pryor influenced and definitely when I tell you that nigga there, you just say <laughs> whatever anything. Anything, whatever came to his mouth, yeah. he wanted the first like that too. <laughs> yeah. And uh but I ain't gonna lie, I like I think that like, you know, even though it kind of can get uncomfortable, like, you know, I do agree with you yeah. saying about like Dave and everything, but it's just like, you know, I feel like comedy, we still gotta have that space, you know what I'm saying, where them dudes can, you know, do their thing because they got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean it's it's their job, you know what I'm saying? Like you can be a I guess a nice comedian or whatever, but you, you gotta they, they gonna have to push the limits on some sense to kind of get where you know to get where they want to go I feel like for most of them but yeah. it's cool that uh you know I like the different styles so it's cool right yeah I think they still draw the biggest crowds right now because I think of like when you said nice comedians you know um Tony Baker and Kev on stage came to mind immediately and yeah. they're still yeah. You know, very middle of the road. Um, they, right. they do well. They have a nice audience, but you know, they're still not the Chris Rocks and the Mike Gibbs, right. Eddie Murphy's, and Eddie yeah. Murphy's right? Yeah. So I think they have a strong lane, and I think their comedy is what is appealing to a lot of people that just no longer can kind of get with what some of the older school, more traditional comedians are saying these days, but. But yeah, I think for basically you basically you saying the young people don't like. It. <laughs> I mean, I think the progressive, like super progressive type people, you know, like you think about like Auntie Tab, you know. <laughs> yeah. Tab with the brown. It's not even Yeah, cuz it's not even the subject matter. I think it's just the delivery. I think yeah. a lot of old school like, you know, traditional stand-up comedians, a lot of them they just refuse to change the way they deliver the message. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. like elevates Dave Chappelle. He hasn't really changed his content, but the way mm-hmm. he writes it and you know includes his person. I don't know. It's just the way because I'm not even the biggest fan of Dave Chappelle, but I do like the way his sets are set up. He's a I'm great like, storyteller. You know, he makes yeah. Stories, he's a great you know, storyteller. Like he kind of brings things. He, to, he brings things to the mental differently, and I do respect him for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. He makes yeah. you think about stuff, uh, and not even on the on necessarily a laughter type funny with his stand up. Uh, I feel like in TV and stuff, you know, he's kind of he makes a great story, but his stand up is just kind of more so just like. You know, he, he makes funny, you know, situations kind of relate. You know, he, he doesn't do yeah. it. He doesn't like that. You know? yeah. right. He isn't just like a, a funny guy. Like Mike Epps gets on stage and he's just a funny ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dave Chappelle you know, it's is gonna more be, like thought provoking. Yeah, like a more thought provoking. Yeah. Like, like you said, Mike Epps, he still does. He still like imitates like disabled people right. in right, the yeah. 2020s right yeah, yeah. it's 2020 and you're still imitating someone who's crippled like who does right. that right <laughs> right <laughs> talking about like the old dope fiend <laughs> like come right, on right yeah right yeah cut unk some slack yeah, that's, oh my <laughs> that's exactly the shit yeah it's like come on dog like, <laughs> you know these comedians they have their way of like doing it but who are though? Yeah, right. I'm like, I just think that's something where I think there's an obvious divide at this point. Um, 
and yeah I, it's it's a it's it's a we're like in the middle of flashpoint like mm-hmm. we're yep. our you know since society is quote unquote changing of course our entertainment and what we receive from it is you know is going to change as well yeah right. yep it's like you said ain't no before there's no before okay and there's some people that still subscribe to before you know who immediately comes to mind is like the 45 year old auntie that won't let r kelly go you know like right. <laughs> there's some people that are still going is to she 45? maybe 55 and it's a lot and it's a <laughs> lot and it's, and it's more people when you think about it it's probably the population is probably full of more people like that you know what i mean yeah. like you know the people just kind of stuck in their way right. especially in like some of the in some of the you know the south Midwest, yeah. those type places, like, because them people don't love what they love. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Chitlin circuit. Yeah. So that's yeah, why they still. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> Whether it makes sense or not. <laughs> right. So they still have an audience. But yeah, I absolutely think um, in those cities that have the younger uh, populations that are more progressive, you are starting to see that is where the Tony Bakers, the Kevon stages, and, and their friends. And even, you know, we talk about 85 South Show, but I still think there is a certain level of decorum. I don't know. It's just a certain level that, or maybe a certain line that I don't feel like they cross. Um, And maybe I haven't like watched enough, but I always feel comfortable about the way that they approach a joke. Or maybe they just don't linger on things to where you, again, you feel like they're punching down on somebody. So I feel like they can they can tell a joke and a lot of times because it's targeted at like who's in the audience, they'll tell a joke, but then they know how to move on. But I don't know. I feel like there's just a new wave of comedy coming and it doesn't have to all be us just going to see, you know, Dave Chappelle talking about people that (laughs) that hate him. And he's like, well, guess what, bitch? I'm still on stage smoking my cigarettes. So what are you going to do about it? You know, it's like, okay. Like, but when you think about it, all these all these jokes probably hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. Like, whether we, you know, what I'm saying, like, to to whatever degree we want to say it in, but it's a butt to every joke. You know what I'm saying? It's and, probably touching somebody. And you know that's what I'm saying? where gotta, I think there's gonna be a difference. Like after a while, again, we go back to Will. Like at a certain point, people are not here for your jokes. And nobody has to take a joke if they don't want to. I think that you don't go to support somebody's show, right? You don't show up front row to somebody's comedy tour and then act like you can't take a joke. But, right. you know, I don't... That's, what, that's my stand. If you don't want to... If you don't want to get wrong, stay your ass at home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, like, that's what it is. Like I just been to a bunch of comedy shows and people got mad. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, shit, like, the fuck? Like, you, you wore that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not even what that is. It's like, no, like, nah, I was about to say you wore that. But, like, you know, you came to a comedy show. Blaming like, the victim. <laughs> you wore that red leather outfit. Oh, I was about to blame the victim, y'all. I was like, you look like Michael Jackson on Thriller. You, you ain't think he was going to see you? <laughs> you the first person he saw when he walked out. You knew he was going to get up. You knew. You came here with that highlighter hair. When that hair was highlighter, you knew somebody was going to say something for you. Pink yeah. ass eyelashes. Like we, you knew he was gonna say some shit about you on the front row. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where comedy goes 
you know, in the foreseeable future. I don't want certain people to disappear, you know, but again, I think there's a different tolerance for comedy and specific jokes. I think there's still an audience for most comedians that are out there today. And quite frankly, I think some things won't change until those folks are dead and gone. Just like a a Richard Pryor would never cut it (laughs) in today's age. He was still revered until the day he died. So, but if Richard Pryor was alive and he was doing shows, they would still sell out. Like that's not a twisted job. Like it's enough older people to fucking fill them seats. Like let's not get it twisted. I would go see a Richard Pryor show if he was alive today. Like I can't. Yeah, I would. I would too. Like live and moving and and making jokes. I think I would go. Like. Sorry, <laughs> like, yeah, but I would go too. But I'm not gonna lie. I would. I know for a fact I would cringe several times yeah, during his set. For sure. And it I wouldn't would be, be there, on. It I wouldn't would be on be. purpose. It would just be because <laughs> I've actually. It's kind of like that feeling, like when you hear R. Kelly song. It's just like, dang, I used to mm-hmm. buy this, but mm-hmm. this is not. This is not where it's at anymore. You know, just a just a slight cringe. Hell, I tried to I watch a um, separate the artist from the person. So that I am, I thought I was too, but I didn't realize until I tried to watch an old Eddie Murphy. I can't remember if it was Raw or Delirious. It was the Red Leather Suit. Oh, that shit was so good. It was still good, but that shit was good. Watching watching it all the way through, there were some cringe moments. Like, ooh. Oh, and I, I, mean, I think I think I enjoy that cringe shit. Uh, like, like make me cringe. Like, <laughs> like t- tell me to jump. Make make everybody in this bitch uncomfortable. That's oh what I. <laughs> well, what I mean, what I what, what I really what I'm what I mean when I say cringe, I mean like, oh, that's not funny anymore. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. Oh, like yeah, my yeah. natural my natural oh, okay. reaction to it was like, that's not funny anymore. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So like that shit not funny. Pretty progressive. Yeah, we'll I don't see. know. All right, so right, yep. Moving Uh forward, Um, okay. So back to unpopular opinion. So I saw a quote that said, "Unpopular opinion, but delusion is healthy and essential to success." So, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's to your benefit to be delusional to some extent? Figuratively, yeah, like you know, like a mindset, you know, like a a delusional mindset, not that actually being delusional. Yes, you know, like I hope I'm saying that right. Sometimes you got to believe something that's not real is real in order to achieve it. Yeah, right. I read an article in Psychology Today that was talking about how um, delusion it, it, it. really did lean towards the quote that you just said Jack mm-hmm. and it was talking about how because some people believe so much more in, that that they're capable of so much more than they actually can do that's delusional like yeah and sometimes it takes that to be successful mm-hmm. and I mean in reality sometimes you gotta believe the impossible to make that shit happen yep yeah, because no telling where your situation is, people wouldn't believe you or think that it was possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you think people make mm-hmm. it out the hood? You know what I'm saying? People people make it out of bad situations, you know, with thoughts that the people around them probably don't even agree with. So I think that that is, uh, 
you know, somewhat of a true statement. You got to kind of get caught up in, you got to get caught up in that stuff. I feel like to be successful sometimes too. Just to I don't focus. know if it's healthy. I don't know if it's healthy. You're probably not healthy because <laughs> you know, in in some in different situations, you know, it could be uh, perceived differently depending. Because say if you are delusional and you just fail and you continuously fail and you never succeed, but you still be delusional, like you still believe you're gonna succeed. I don't know if that's healthy. Like sometimes you gotta yeah. like you know what I'm saying like the 40 year old rapper right you gotta but, understand but that it ain't that ain't but then there's but, two chains you know what I'm saying like you, but he was not 40 when he started right he wasn't 40 when he but, started but I'm saying but he like, was late though when he was later he was successful he was cause he was titty boy first then you know what I'm saying he was still successful and he was you know he just always had ambition yeah and he was always you know progressing right but there's some niggas out here they be having ambition but they don't know how to move forward and don't even know how to move forward and, now, but that, they that's still where be you delusional. gotta yeah yeah that's, and that's delusional, where delusion like, has its bad side you know what i'm saying yeah that's so where delusion has its bad side me. because when you think yeah. about it some of the most successful people probably was delusional in their craft when you think about like kobe god bless his soul it's like the way that people talk about kobe when he was playing it's like nah, that was fucking not there you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it came into form in the end and you could see how, you know, he wanted to give us a little bit more of a real person as his career got old, got later in, which I respected him for. But, you know, during his career, you just thought it was like, this is just some crazy dude that's just, you know, just thinking that he gonna put this ball in his basket every time he fucking touch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not get it twisted. So I think you gotta be caught up in that, but at some point you gotta catch yourself because you're right, Chandra. Because mm-hmm. if some people like, nah, nah, like, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, if you ain't done it by now, I'm sorry. Like, you know, because you hear people that be like 32, be like, "Ooh, I'm about to go. To, I'm about to be a doctor." I'm like, I don't know. You kind of late, dog. Like, you probably won't even get started to that shit till you about 50 or 60 at this point. But like, it is, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, but if you do it, but if you do it, it's like damn. You know what I'm saying? It's like damn. You did it. But if you don't put the pieces in place, your ass, you sound, you know, the definition of delusional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that people look at it like it's like a double-edged sword, you know? You got to yeah. find your sweet spot in, in that. Yeah. On the other end, I was listening to the Pivot podcast with Jason Ramsey, and he was telling himself that he was trash so much that he, but he was like the dog on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's delusional too. Like, right. He's like telling said, himself he's he the worst nigga ever. He's telling right. himself he's the worst player and in he, his mind, he, yeah. In his mind, he do he he telling himself he's so bad that he has to go out and perform better, even though he has his best games. Right. Those times he telling himself that he just trash. Like that's yeah. delusional too. It is, yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's crazy. It's a different type of situation. But when you think about a lot of these athletes and celebrities and people who really we know are like you know the Kanye West genius type people in this world, you be like, dude. You you it's like you seem off, you know what I'm saying? But you be yeah. you be you be but you know to the in the world's eyes you be successful, but in yours you be thinking that you be trash, like mm-hmm. yeah. But even I be thinking like damn, like you ain't doing shit. It's like I be thinking I'll be, like, be, be doing shit. Yeah. Shit. Right. So you know, it's just a mindset. But I think it's a good thing. Healthy. <laughs> yeah, I think valid points, you know, I think uh, to a certain extent, delusion can be healthy and essential to success. I think 
if you can block out all of the distractions and all of the naysayers and anybody mm-hmm. that will just say your dreams are unattainable, a lot of people will look at it and be like, you're delusional if you think that you can achieve, you know, X, Y, Z. And you have mm-hmm. to be able to be delusional and walk forward um, in what people believe mm-hmm. is, you know, in delusion sometimes to succeed at something or achieve something. Um, because I think delusion is something that comes, that's kind of put upon you, you know, and you might not believe you're delusional at all because you have a plan or because you're laser focused. It's something that other people say, oh, well, I don't see how this person could ever be successful at that. So to me, they're delusional, you know? So, uh, I mean, and again, like, like y'all said, Hey, sometimes (laughs) there's a, a crossroads where, you're not going to make it. Like, I agree. You know, 40-year-old rappers, let's get something else going, guys and gals. But I think there are also those exceptions to the rule that had to go tunnel vision and work just, Mm -hmm. like, harder than ever, you know, to Reggie's point, to become the the doctor that started the role later or to become two chains and be super successful and just approach the rap game completely differently so that you're super popular, you know, and got a global presence now. And yeah, you're over 40 and you got your kids and your family, but you've made it work for you. So I think, yeah, to a certain extent, delusion can be healthy, but I think there are also those folks that probably take it a little bit too far um mm-hmm. you know i know we see it in the mental health is important right right i mean we know we see it probably in relationships and you know people being Ooh, dra- yeah. drawn <laughs> and attracted to others <laughs> right you know favorite program Ooh. hey anybody thinking that a prisoner is going to come <laughs> out of you know, jail and be the love of their life. $40,000 ring. Right. Just giving them the world. Yeah. That's delusion. Probably not healthy, but not healthy. <laughs> but, I but think... if you dream it and you, and you think you can, and you put your step best foot forward, that is good delusion. Yeah. Until you don't put your best foot forward and you, if you still think the same and you're not doing your best. Right. That's bad delusion. Right. Okay, good thoughts there. So uh, Reggie mentioned uh, one of the favorite problematic faves <laughs> out there that's been in the headlines, definitely dominating headlines prior to this past Sunday, one Kanye West. So we know that he's going through a divorce with Kim Kardashian and... Kim has started dating uh, Pete Davidson, um, a comedian, and Kanye has not been happy about uh, the the divorce, uh, separating and um, co-parenting and having custody and access to the children. Um, A lot of craziness going on. So what are you guys' thoughts on? And excuse me, um, all the while, his super fans in the stands, you know, justifying everything that he's been doing. Cause there's been a lot of things that have not been great, you know, um, things that would be considered harassment, you know, if it was anybody else. Um, right. 
So what are your thoughts on how he's handling things and just everything that's kind of um, accompanying the chaos that we're seeing coming out of his story? Well, personally, for me, I think he's handling it like horribly. Um, you know, barring that he could be having family issues the way that they are, I don't think that he should, even being in the capacity that he's in, to necessarily just run to the internet to kind of air out, you know, his feelings on that level with his wife and, you know, the mother of his kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. barring, you know, whatever the situation, dog, like, Y'all ain't together. Like, don't like, let's not make this an embarrassing situation that the bad thing about the internet, a lot of this stuff can be pulled up and these kids can grow up and find out shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's just like, dog, like, I feel like. Not grow up. Ha- they, they friends you know I mean? don't tell them about this shit in nursing. Exactly. They're going to hear about this, you know, before, you know, early on. But I feel like he should, it's just the route he's taken. Like, you know, I can't tell him how you need to do that but i can say overall i don't think it's helping the situation with you and your wife and your children by just going online you know what i'm saying and then kind of like throwing these cheap shots at her new boyfriend is like it's kind of petty you know what i mean it's like come on Kanye. like like not even that i'm thinking that kanye is really gonna do something about it but it's just like come on kanye like like but why do that you see what i'm saying like why do that you know it, it really doesn't like i don't think that he just should go you know, knowing that it's like, you know, millions of fans and supporters between the two just to go online and do it. So I think that that right there is really like, uh, you know, the situation is his family life. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we got, you know, but it's like, bro, like, why, we, we don't have to know you. I part of dog. Like, you don't have to give us that. <laughs> so yeah. that's my only thing. I hate that we're at this place in pop culture where you can be elevated to the status of um, where he is, you know, where there's a certain segment of society just gonna be on your side no matter what, no matter how wrong you are, no matter what you say, and it's unhealthy for not only him, it's unhealthy for people who are watching him because Because he's emulating that shit and putting it all right. out into the world, it's gonna be other people who think they right when they do stupid shit right. like that. Exactly. So it's just unhealthy all across the board um, for people to be able to see this shit. Some things you gotta handle, you know, between two people that it's involved with, or between the the people that it's involved with. And this is one of those kinds of things. But we know everything that's going on. And I think that's just the worst part of it. Yeah, it's just like, dude, like, you know, like, take care of your business with your family. You do not have to give us that information. You know what I'm saying? And then this one young dude that ain't never going to be Kanye that thinking it's going to make sense for him to get on Facebook with his, you know, in his small community and talk shit about, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, like it makes sense about his baby mama. And it's like, bro, like, that is not the way to get anything done. Like, it's not Right, and this is the, this is the frame you can literally put this shit in a frame and you can see domestic violence. This is how mm-hmm. that shit happened where niggas come back to their baby mama house thinking right. that they supposed to be there because they feel like they entitled to shit. Right. Especially if you misbehaving in that way. Like why should I why should I allow you it's it, and then the thing about it is yes, though they're both parents. Nobody should be a, a, entitled to say you 
should be allowed to do anything. But as the primary custodian, I'm not gonna put my children in harm's way with you doing when you with you acting so irrationally. Yeah. And the thing like, is, if, if Kanye irrational with them, why you why wouldn't I expect you to if you were at irrational with me like that with them around? Why why would I expect you not to do that if something happened with them? Well, you know, listening to y'all opinions, let me tell you where I I feel I did. Initially, I didn't really see anything wrong with his behavior. I'll just give you my, my personal timeline. I, re- I remember hearing some reports where he bought a house across the street or right next door. Mm-hmm. Was Yeah. I didn't really That's think much of it. that. You know, I didn't I didn't think much of that. I kind of justified that. You know, yeah. it wasn't until that moment with the baby shower that I was like, all right, yeah, now, like. <laughs> oh, a birthday party. You, because it was too entertaining for me to watch it. So after in, at the end of it, I was like, "All right, hey, now, like you, you, you getting beside yourself now. You're getting real reality TV, right?" So you know, but you know, since that that episode kind of ended with a happy ending, I kind of let it go. But it wasn't until he really started engaging with Pete Davidson that I was just like, "All right, now, man, like mm-hmm. you." You you just going you you just getting out of out of control now. Because at first I really thought it was coming from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. Like you know what you want to be close to your kids. Okay, I get it. You losing quote unquote the love of your life. I get it. But like now, he's just kind of turned into like a menace. And I just it's like so it's unfortunate. It's so like it's he, a thin line. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and like he's like, trying to position himself. Is like the better person in our right. opinion. Like it matters. Like, yeah. bro, like, why are you out here yearning from? It seemed like you like yearning for us to like side with you, and you got uh-huh. a whole girlfriend too, Kanye. Like and that was the, that was the next. Like, part. nigga, like you, 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 you moved on. Like several girlfriends. <laughs> like, that's what's so on. funny about it. Like Kanye, you moved on, bro. Like you, you moved on, dog. Like you moved on, dog. Like no, bro, like, he's on. <laughs> He's dating like, like three to four women yeah. Yeah. since like, this whole debacle has started. This is textbook narcissism. Textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like look up, look up in the DS, DSM five for wherever we at now. Textbook. That yeah, nigga. He need. He, he need an Oscar. For just for he ain't acting. He think that shit real, and that's delusional. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Grammys are coming around. up this weekend. He might mess around with an Emmy he for banned. that damn show. He's he banned, banned from. from Grammys, right? He's just banned from Except performing. I don't oh, think he's, he's not banned from being there. I don't think he's banned from so, attending. That's stupid. He can still show up on the on the carpet and show out. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't do like Drake, like Drake. Rip, Drake <laughs> withdrawed his name from shit, and Kanye yeah. didn't do that. I don't think Drake like said like no, like don't even put my name as a nominee on nothing type deal. Like I don't, I don't think Kanye did that at all. Like no, no because huh. Kanye is very Hollywood. Yeah, like, and he want to win the he'll he win that always, award. Kanye yeah. definitely he he, he definitely that wants that acceptance. Yeah, yeah, he want that attention. Yeah, he, he yeah Drake withdrew his album as soon as it came out. He was just yeah, like, yeah, Drake I didn't. Like, nah. He didn't even submit his album this for Grammy yeah, like, consideration. Grammy consideration. Like, don't even put yeah. me up. And you know he and Drake could have. Drake's album could would have probably won Swept some Grammys, damn it. Yeah. It would have won some Grammys, and that's some real shit. I mean, not trying to compare the two, but it's like, come on, Kanye. Like, but yeah, yeah. I... but that Jack Harlow though. <sighs> okay, not familiar, but 
But I think that, <laughs> you know, again, points made on Kanye. You know, of course, for me, it's a fall from grace from an old fave. It's been a downward yeah. ascent or, you know, a descent uh, for quite a few years now. Um, I think that likely just like with any other divorce, you know, it starts off with a little bit of back and forth, but I agree when it seemed like he started to get more personal in his digs towards Pete Davidson, when he seemed to just fixate on what was happening with like what North was able to do. Not even so much that I would say he was fixating on it. But again, like y'all said, just trying to come to the internet as though we were going to help him to win over, you know, um, Kim Kardashian or whoever was involved in the situation to be like, yeah, you need to let Kanye make decisions for his child or, you know, you need to let him attend this birthday party. And it's like. It's nothing we personally can do for you, Kanye. Right, yeah. And, and it's some shit that probably that didn't say, that is like, did it even really go down like that, Kanye? Or are you just saying that to make us feel like it went down like that? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Giving us the your side of the story to make you right. look like the victim or, you know, the the one that's going through it. Um and then I also think, you know, allegedly, because I sure didn't look for it to see it. But when he made the video of him like decapitate decapitating is that the word? Um, yeah. Pete Davidson in one of his m- new music videos. Uh, his video, yeah. I'm like that easy video. Come on, like the last time that happened was when Kathy Griffin did that about Trump, and nobody was going. They got her right up on out yeah. of here. So, and that was something that we know was not even gonna happen like you weren't gonna be able to touch trump not saying that kanye can absolutely make that happen but it certainly felt like just as much of a threat as it did in the other instance so it's like dude where's the line here right it's like oh so you a bully now kanye oh you bully yeah. now. Oh, you a bully now. That's the shit. So yeah. it's like, oh so you a bully now like you just can't be killing white men in cartoons like yeah you know? It's just like, oh, like your new thing is you're a bully, <laughs> like to a white comedian. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, As you date random white women and right. young girls that are Kim clones, you know, it's just like, at what point do you take all of this offline and figure out what you got going on and find a healthy way to resolve things that are happening, you know, in your relationship that is clearly dissolved now and. I don't know. It almost seems like it was for the best that he had something else overshadow what he's been going through for the past couple of days because it seemed like it was escalating, you know, day by day, week by week for the past several weeks. Like this is what Kanye did today or this is what Kanye did over the weekend. And it's like, I'm glad that we just basically got a break and I don't know. I personally think like after this weekend, after this weekend, it's going down again. Because if we think that Kanye isn't going to show up to them Grammys and cut a fool somehow, some way, you know, he's known for hopping on a stage, you know, and saying whatever he feels. So it'll be interesting to see what he does to 
move his name and his situation back into the forefront in the limelight, but he needs to find a, a better way to to handle things at this point to me. Popular opinion, Kim Kardashian will be back and we will be having another type of discussion. I give it two rotations around the sun. So they have two years. Kim Kardashian will be back. They will be back together and we're going to be rolling our eyes. Hmm. Okay. We'll remember that. I don't that. know about that. All right, we'll think about it, but I don't know about that. Right. You know that, that. You know what? Never say never. That's it. Yeah. We don't love one. Both for for both of those people. Come on now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, who who going to love Kim like that? Who going to love Kanye like that? Man, but that ain't the same Kanye. I don't feel like that's the same Kanye that met Kim though. That ain't the same Kanye. Like. Like that, that nigga, it, is. I, I it, it probably is. is, honestly. Yeah, he, I, he, I he, definitely he, think it because, is. You're right, because you're right, you're first right. of all, if, if you marrying for fame and oh, not yeah. fame and fortune, and not for whatever else you're supposed to marry for, like to be with the nigga forever, if you marry for the wrong reason, then it's probably gonna end for the wrong reason. <laughs> like, it's not like it's gonna like morph into something else unless you try to change it. And Kanye ain't never been a nigga that's trying to change shit, but how much money he got? <laughs> he been true to Kanye since we been knowing him. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye fucked it up when he got the, when he got the religious group on us. Damn, he started making that gospel. He got a whole new crowd of people. Damn. Are you going to say that Jesus made him do this? I know you Jesus, Jesus, when he brought Jesus into it, he became a different dude. <laughs> Mm-mm, you just not gonna put that on Jesus. Right. One thing you not gonna do. Mm-hmm. One thing you not gonna do because the devil is a liar. Right, Jesus. God. Jesus mm-hmm. probably the only reason he hasn't done anything worse. Yeah. For- yeah. So I don't know. Ooh. We'll keep him, you know, in our thoughts and prayers. Keep him and, right. Uh-huh. Hope hope he makes it through uh-huh. the weekend unscathed. <laughs> All right. So. Last question slash discussion point. So when we're talking about problematic faves and this past week, I think we definitely saw there are a lot of other actors and entertainers out there that had an opinion about what Will Smith did. And, you know, a lot of people were like, "Uh, uh-uh, I know you're not talking and pulled their dirt mm-hmm. up, you know, pulled their receipts. So I saw Love receipts. Yeah. So I saw a quote the that, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not deleting shit, okay. Um, <laughs> I saw a tweet that I, I felt like made a lot of sense. So um, it said, there's a clout game of being first to identify problematic content or people and get to shame others for not knowing. It's not about spreading information. It's about social status and being seen to be the most sensitive And I definitely thought that made sense because, you know, yesterday um, I wasn't feeling great. I went and laid down early and then, you know, woke up a little bit later on, opened Twitter and everybody was going ham on Zoe Kravitz because apparently she said something about Will and they were like, oh, I know you're not talking and pulled all these receipts about her doing um, an interview and an article, you know about how she didn't want to be identified as like the black 
actress, you know, get kind of typecast, you know, as the black girl and talked about how she doesn't even like hip hop like that. And she doesn't like Tyler Perry, you know, so people essentially pulled all her anti-black um quotes up rhetoric yeah oh shit damn i didn't even know that right i loved it i loved every minute of it (laughs) but then there are a lot of people that were like well where were all these receipts like y'all show got shit ready on you know on demand but i think there's also something to be said like a lot of times it's not new information at all but there's also people that Maybe they're not holding on to it. Maybe they did already say it once before, but they're absolutely ready and had that one in the chamber to be like, oh, actually, let's not forget what she said two years ago. And they just want to be the Mm -hmm. first to be able to be like, hey, is this you? You know, and Uh make it seem like, oh, I'm so sensitive to other people and I'm so righteous when the truth is, like, you probably don't care that much. You just want to feel like Mimi yeah. out first, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, this is continuing. You're, you're saying yeah. BS, but behavior that you've all, this is yeah. the same person you've always been. Yes. It's definitely a clout game because that, yeah. that retweet is like a different type of high. I mean, yeah. I've, I've never been retweeted <laughs> and gone viral or nothing like that. But from the creators that I know, is that the word we use? From the creators mm-hmm. that I personally know, when they hit milestones like that, I can, it's, yeah, it hits different. So, yeah, it's definitely a cloud game. Yeah. yeah. And, but like you said, but I, I don't know, like, where do you store your receipts? Because who stores receipts don't. on Zoe? But Travis? you know, it's When she said that stuff, she's nobody. And it's websites, dog, that, that can comb people's Twitters forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, all types of you shit. You don't even have who to. Be ready. Yeah. It's not like people be going and erasing the shit they say. If we yeah. live in a in a world where we have full access to everything anybody ever says in the past, mm-hmm. you can't erase anything from the you internet. No matter, no yeah, even if you, even if you have it, where you erase the shit, the shit's still somewhere. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of similar. So, yeah, keep going. So in journalism, in in real true journalism, in the past. It was the breaking story, right? Right. It's the same premise. Who has the breaking story? Everybody wants to break the story. It doesn't matter how good or bad it is now that we live in this world. Everybody wants to fucking break the story. So they can be the first one to be retweeted or someone says, oh, this comes from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like, this comes, this from Shade Room or this from TMZ. Yeah. You know, like whoever you, you always want to be the inside story, and if you can find something somebody said in the past to destroy them for what they said today, and you be the first one, it's like, bing, got your ass. Yep. Yep. I it's, totally it's, agree I with mean, that. that's cloud. Yeah. That's cloud. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what it is. Like you know, like journalism. You said like you you start off with journalism, but that's the thing. That's that's evolved too, and with social media like mm-hmm. the microphones have yep. kind of been put into our hands like we're the reporters now right right, right. you know this we're we're good. the ones that are we're we're <laughs> the reporting live yeah. people like reporting live from my living room <laughs> like <laughs> you tell on yourself yeah you tell on yourself <laughs> this i don't think you know uh-huh. this you know not all the way black girl zoe kravitz up here talking shit let's get her yeah i got receipts yeah right <laughs> And there was a full list of celebrities that they went in on. And don't get me wrong. Some of them 
were like super problematic people. And it's like, I know you're not talking about Will Smith doing anything. Like uh-huh. Alec Baldwin. Like, didn't you Alec kill Baldwin. somebody on your set? Like, yeah. yeah. You know? So, I mean, all oh, the white women child that got in their feelings, like... We won't even go there, but you know, I think. Yeah, what's with what's with all the white actresses and actors? Because Jim Carrey said some crazy stuff too. Mm-hmm. This is like what they keep using the word like traumatized, yes, and disgusted. I can understand being disgusted, but it's like traumatized, like I didn't see y'all say that was traumatized when the police was killing us all. Throughout right. the pandemic, like you know, and you gotta realize that these people live in a bubble. Yes, they don't. They don't have no kind of. They don't identify with things <clears throat> that regular people, normal people, everyday people go through. But because that was on their stage, where yeah. they actually are trained actors, like they are trained to be in character all the time, it, it was different for them because it, somebody got out of character. But I mean, to be traumatized, traumatized to me is like wake up in cold sweats. Like, I'm not waking up in cold sweats thinking Will Smith is smacking me out of my sleep. That right? Is, <clears throat> yeah, like, for real. Like, they don't see the same thing. They, yeah. they, don't, see, they don't feel the same way as you feel. They, they like, the, the content being on white Twitter <laughs> and the content on black Twitter is totally different right totally now. Totally different. Like, Right. The timelines are different. Like, I don't have any access to white Twitter, but from me, some of the retweets I've people. seen, I'm like, dang, y'all are really looking at this from a totally different view. Like, mm-hmm. then white people are like, I don't want to have to suffer getting slapped as a consequence for talking shit. You know right. what I'm saying? So they got to talk white, shit. The white that's, folks that's what like they, they were at the Source Awards. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's what you have. You literally well, have people out here saying things like, oh, it was the Source Awards. It was the Jerry Springer show. And Mm-hmm. And that's where people are like, uh-uh, I'm pulling your card. And they're pulling these receipts. And it also kind of exposes that at the end of the day, I won't say everybody's problematic because that's not true. But I think to y'all's point, there are there's no erasing what you've said in the past. You can try and delete your Twitter, but if somebody has the software or the means to go back and see what you were mm-hmm. tweeting in 09 and and pull it up and call you to the carpet about it they're gonna do it whether they really care or not you know that's up for debate but we i think it's like we can't keep playing this game of this person is the worst this person is the problematic person and then it's like i know you're not talking you know so and i also think i feel like receipt on me but I, then again, I feel like we can't be judging Ooh. people either off their opinions, like good or bad. Like people will have an opinion, whether or whatever. You can't always just be like, all right, well, it's just because you said this, like, let's talk about, let's pull up your history of fucking fuck shit. Like, nigga, you can, you can say, right. we can't, we can't, we, it's like we losing, yeah. we losing the grasp of stuff by getting at being able to be act accessible and speak our minds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, you know, yeah. like, we can't we be just. Exist. Right, like not saying that they shouldn't have did that to Zoe, but it's like that's her opinion. Like, pull up her receipts. Like, I'm pretty sure she at the house. Like, yeah, I said that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you know, her what caption was lame though. But you know, it was just like uh-huh. her caption was lame for sure, and it was kind of corny. Yeah. It was like, all right. Don't cut like when you come out of left field. It's like all right, fool. But you know, at the same point, it's like you can't be mad at people for having an opinion sometimes. Like we well ever because everybody got an opinion. You know right. what I'm saying? 
I feel like we don't exist in a world where it's okay for you to make mistakes or for you to, and you for for you to grow from those mistakes and for you to see things different if you learn something. Like it's like everybody's judging people based on whatever it is from whatever point in their life that they saw them or met them or however you read whatever they said. But in reality, we are people. We are real life living, growing. Every day is new for everyone, no matter what. And sometimes you get shit wrong and you can grow from it. If you don't grow, that's on you. But we just don't, if we don't live in a society where growth is okay anymore, where mistakes are okay anymore, even though we still don't continue to make them, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, because we're at a point now where it's like, shoot, like, let's just crucify your ass. As soon as, as, soon as you can yeah. kick a mug down, Kick yeah. them, judge them, bam, write them off. Like, like yeah. tough, tough cookie out here. Tough cookie in this world. <laughs> yeah. In real life, it ain't like that, though. It's, it's still regular in right. real life. Though. That's what yeah, they It's still forget. regular as fucking It's still regular as fucking real life, though. <laughs> yeah. They definitely want to send you up the river, and it's like not not realistic in, in the true day to day. And that's where I think so much of this again boils down to how we are judging and how we are viewing celebrities and entertainers. Uh-huh. And I think ultimately that's where I just can't take anything that seriously. I don't feel like anything is that deep. Like even again, wow. Will Smith time and place, not the best, but I didn't lose sleep over it. <laughs> like Trey oh, yeah. said, I right. was not traumatized. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz, lame joke. Right. Didn't lose any sleep over that. Definitely able yeah. to. I won't even say keep scrolling because I don't follow her to to see it and uh-huh. you know yeah. and have to scroll past yeah. it. So sometimes right. it's like it, it's um. It seems like there is an intent to create outrage, and we wouldn't see or know anything about what some of these people are saying anyway. Like under a normal circumstance, yeah. so. You know, I yeah. felt like we saw a lot of C-list, you know, afterthought type actors felt like, oh, I personally felt this way. You know, they even went on went in on the girl that played um, in the Queen and Slim movie. And I oh, dang, she said something too. Yeah, she said something. And, you know, it definitely was on some, you know, I felt personally and emotionally affected type shit. And I didn't know that she was married to, is his name Joshua something? He was on Dawson's Creek back in the day. And he's- oh, a white man. Yeah. yeah. He married to her. She went to a white guy. Yeah. Before. He big cheating on her, got a pregnant side chick and just a bunch of bullshit, right? So, but- And the- that's exactly why you gotta worry about what's sweet in front of your own door. Yeah. No, that's exactly got. why I love receipts because I didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> send me the link. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. That's crazy. I ain't know that exactly. I yes. didn't know that. Right. I knew she was married to a white dude, though. Yeah. Oh too God. many no. people. Too many people. I didn't like, know he was a dog of a man. Yeah. Too many people talking about, I have an opinion. And then people right. want to say, uh, yeah. I know you ain't talking. And they're not sincere about it either. So it just continues this vicious cycle of clout chasing really from both sides right you know mm-hmm. so so very interesting yeah. but you know i'll wrap it all up whether it's your unpopular opinion or whether you are being problematic um 
you know, Denzel told Will something before or I guess after the slap gate and before he won his award because he mentioned it in his acceptance speech. He said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. And felt like that was very poignant. And I'm sure he took that to heart. And I think that's something a lot of people need to consider, you know. Don't get too high on any horse. Um, and keep in mind what you might have done in the past. Not that you are still who you were yesterday, five years ago, 10 years ago. But, you know, in this world, somebody is going to try you when you start, you know, doing very well. So just be mindful no matter what. But mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was a, a very good quote that he left him with. Yep. Shout out to Denzel. Shout out to Denzel. Because he was there being um, the elder that everyone needed all weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, the whole weekend. Yeah, he held it down. Yes. I'm really with something. I was going to say it would have been Samuel Jackson, his award on the stage. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Give me my little lifetime achievement, my fucking. 150 film lifetime achievement right on friday right and awards on sunday okay y'all just you know whatever I well. had to. Um, I'll, I'll just get mine out of the way. I I recently doubled back on the new two chains, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's been in my rotation because um, I wanted to be honest. I didn't like it necessarily when I first listened to it, but uh, I was out of character, so um, I got into a little two chains action this past weekend. So I was able to relate a little more. So that's my new jam right now. That that whole CD ride. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, strangely, I got a confession, uh, and I'm going to do it live here. Over the weekend, I uh, randomly went to a uh, a lotto concert <laughs> uh, lotto. performance, and uh, I can literally yeah. say that I was pleasantly surprised with her music uh, for the first time me hearing it. And I guess she had an album that might have dropped maybe Friday. Mm-hmm. I think I, the thing was Saturday I went to. Uh, it was actually pretty surprisingly good. So uh, shout out to Lotto on that. Uh, like it was it was I was too old to be in that show. I felt like I was just, you know, I felt really out of place because I guess like some dude performed <laughs> before her. I got there late, right? Uh, I went with somebody and um Got there kind of late, but a dude performed. I guess some dude. It was it was an interesting crowd. Let's just say it like that. But shout out to Lotto. Uh, she gave some good tracks, and uh, I'm still on my Kodak. You know what I'm saying? Super Gremlin. <laughs> oh my god. but I still ate it. Hey. You went to a Lotto album release party. I went to a Lotto album release party on Saturday night, and uh, I wasn't a release party. But I didn't know she was coming out with an album. I was just kind of just going to the shit. And 
it was Lotto and it was lit. Yeah, you know her and Santana on tour. They've been yeah, up. that's who it was. That 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 dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh shoot! Oh 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 oh! And here go the dopest part, right? Here go the dopest part. So Lotto performing right. And the city girls come out, dog. Oh. JT and Young Miami, dog, dog. I ain't gonna lie, that was the best part of the night, dog. It was the best part. I ain't gonna lie, like I'm shot Lotto out on the podcast because, like, dog, like went in there and like, oh shit, Lotto performed yeah, in the city. Damn boy, dog, the real. city girls came out, and I'm like, okay, impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Uh, Shout out to the city girl. And it's funny, I ain't even take no pictures of them because I'm like, nah, I don't even supposed to be in here tonight. And like, but I had like, <laughs> like, like I had a good ass time, dog. So shout out to them city girls. Like they gave a show for your boy, dog. Straight up. I ain't even supposed to be. In here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's classic. Terrible. Oh, well, I haven't been really listening to a lot of music lately. I haven't been listening to some podcasts. Um, number one, of course, is Jack of All Trades. I, I mean, I catch up with my Lalu, my Lalu every weekend. First of all, I watch it on Friday. Then I um, text Jackie. We like, well, I'm watching the show. That's what I do. And, um, and then I watch um, the Pivot Podcast, y'all know. And then Fridays, without fail, 85 South Show, mm-hmm. got to. So it'd be like, watch the, um, because they got to have an 85 South channel. But to watch the, to get the, yeah, to get it before Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 85 South brings the noise. Jack of All Trades, um, Pivot Podcast, American Scandal. Oh, y'all need to listen to that. They can tell about all these people who doing wrong. All these, this, this how you know this shit ain't never about to change. These white people, I'm gonna say that, white people been doing the same thing forever, and they keep on doing the same thing again. Be nice now. Big scamming. I'm being nice. Big scam. This is American Scandal. This is what we living in. Uh, American every day of the week mm-hmm. and yeah um that's pretty much it okay fair I'm fair the and the pivot podcast with my boo fred taylor and carlos miller is my boy on my south show you know i got a boo on my show <laughs> i'm about to watch it without a boo oh mr 5550 who is that okay fred Oh, okay. Taylor. <laughs> okay, I'm it's not so familiar. Fine. I have to check it out. Yeah, go to Pivot Podcast. I love his demeanor. That's my boo. Okay. But okay. <laughs> All right. So I am such a tourist about my shit. Still listening to the same things, but I can come <laughs> back this week and say for uh-huh. sure Lucky Day Candy Drip is so good. Uh-huh. Whole album writing. Um, they had it on like, at least two months, man. I know, but at first it was just listening to a couple of the singles, and now oh, okay. I am. I let the full album let play, album, yeah, a couple of times, and I'm like, okay, I like that one. Oh, okay, I like that one even mm-hmm. better. This one's riding, you know. So 
now I'm in a groove where I'm listening to it um, from front to back and it's really great. So that's still heavily in rotation. Yeah. I mean, he really doesn't miss. Um, Also, Alex Isley has a new album coming out this week. So for all I know, it may have come out already. Um, Maybe it's on Friday, but I know that's coming and I will be tuning in for damn sure. And the other one I can't let go of is uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Hotel Motels. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. But hopefully the Alex Isley will hit and that'll be back in rotation. Uh, Maybe I'll check out a new song here or there and give you all something new um, sooner than later. But, you know, when it's good, it's good. And I'm going to have it on repeat. But all right, y'all. Well, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. You know, I think we did a good job of talking about the explosive moment, but not, you know, spending damn near two hours on it. Right. Dwelling. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, lots of things to consider. And hey, in general, another point. We, we need to make sure that we're not idolizing anyone so that we don't keep feeling like we have to go to this place where it's all mm-hmm. of a sudden like, oh, well, that was my favorite and now they're problematic and I can't deal right. with them anymore. You know, there's some people where I totally get that and I agree. But for the most part, you know, like you said, Chandra, we're not really allowing people to grow and change and learn from their mistakes if we're always on a crusade to make them out to be the bad guy or the villain or pull their cards and their receipts. So, you know, let's just worry more about ourselves. What matters to us, what impacts us day to day and not get caught up with what's going on in Hollywood in a way that it just takes over the internet all week. <laughs> uh-huh. So have your own ideas. Yeah. But yes, as always, I appreciate you all for coming on. Of course, you'll be back sooner or later. So until then, y'all take care and have a good one. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Bye. And that wraps up another episode Chandra, Trey, Reggie, thank you as always for coming back. Always great to have you. What can we say? You know, what can you say about Hollywood? Unpopular opinions, problematic faves. I guess one could say they're here to stay. So, you know, govern yourselves accordingly, I guess. (laughs) As always, I appreciate you all listening. And remember, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. Not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.